What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Glad you're here. I'm Brett McGrath, Vice President of Marketing at The Juice. I'm feeling energized. Just got back from two days in person talking about our quarter ahead. We are starting the quarter here in February. We're on one of those strange fiscal calendars or the fiscal calendar, whichever way you want to cut it. It was awesome to get in a room, plan, talk about things we want to do, double down on things we want to stop, goal setting, all of that fun stuff. Like I mentioned, I'm feeling energized. Before those two days, I got a chance to chat with Jonathan about some milestones we hit at the last quarter. We share those, talk a little bit about how we got there and how maybe we overcame some of the rough uh, things that happened in the previous quarter. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a marketing friend you're enjoying this podcast. Also, final plug, newsletter. You're going to get a companion piece. It goes out every Friday. Link is in the show notes. But without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. What's up? Welcome back. Excited uh, to talk to you all in this episode. Jonathan's joining me. We are going to talk about milestones. And we had a, a couple come through this past week um, at the Juice. And I figured... You know, we were celebrating at the end of last week. There was a lot to be excited about, but it it hasn't all always been roses. So I figured let's spend a little time talking about it. But without further ado, Jonathan, we're getting ready to all see each other here uh, tomorrow as we record this couple days, team meetings, um, all that fun stuff. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. It's uh, the end of year, end of quarter for us, uh, which comes with all the excitement of the end of quarter and all the kind of planning and mental energy that goes into the next quarter. So it's kind of this weird um, week of uh, sprinting for the finish line, but also getting prepped for the following quarter. So it's just a lot of like context switching and and uh, I'm, I'm excited to bring the team together for the next two days. I always enjoy our kind of quarterly group ups in person. They always feel really productive and I'm excited to kind of be beyond the planning part and uh, get into doing the work, which uh, I always love to kind of switch into that mode. So looking forward to it. And yeah, it's been a a fun time here at The Juice. So when I talk to my family about like, they get the questions and it's like, you know, I see the news stories, the economy's crazy. I know tech's being hit. Like, how are you guys doing? And it's always like, I take a step back and I'm like, well, let's talk about it. And it was tough. I think Q3 was uh, tough for us alongside many other companies. Uh, I would say we, we were probably on the struggle bus a little bit in terms of just like, we didn't we didn't hit the goals we wanted to. Um, there's a lot of things. We've mentioned some of this on the podcast before. But um, we're on the other side of that. Uh, the skies are blue. Um, things are going up. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But maybe talk a little bit about just as the leader, like your mentality exiting Q3 and knowing that Q4 is typically a time where people want to spend time with their family. There's holidays, a lot of distractions. Like what was going on in your head as you kind of, we kind of left the darkness of Q3 and entered Q4? Yeah, I don't know where these blue skies you're talking about are at here in this uh, gray Indiana winter. But yeah, so Q3 was, was difficult. We have talked about it some on this podcast. 
I had thought leading going into Q3, I was like, man, we really haven't been, we haven't felt the impact of the economy. And I thought we were maybe through it or going to be slightly immune to it. I realize now how stupid that was uh, because we, we felt it hard in Q3. And uh, it was a really difficult quarter. Um, slow from a revenue traction perspective, uh, we had churn. Uh, we had runway concerns with our own business. Uh, we had to make difficult decisions around team members. Um, we had to deal with customer churn, and I, you know, I was, we, I was dealing with it head on because we literally had no choice. But I was kind of like bashful with talking about it, you know, with um, uh, let's call it board. You know, I take all of our problems to our board, but I, I it wasn't something I was looking forward to talking to, uh, uh, talking about. Uh, then I started to talk to some other founder CEOs I know, other leaders I know. They were saying the exact same thing. Talking to our board, they were hearing the exact same thing. And I, I think at a certain point where it just got to the point where I I had to almost embrace the fact that it wasn't just us. I didn't make it feel any better, but that was what led us to thinking, okay, some of this is out of our control. Let's control the controllables. Let's figure out what we can do about the current state that we're in. We're not going to be able to do anything about the economy. So we have to figure out how to operate in this economy. So coming out of that, it was, you know, to get down to the core of it, some of it was just like survival, right? We we had no choice but to deal with it. And we had to deal with it in a way that was successful or else the conversations were going to change pretty quickly about the future of our business. And that's just the stage we're at. That's the venture-backed model. And um, I was really proud of the, t- the way the team rallied and Q4 has now been our best quarter ever by every measurable that we have in the business. So, But I, I, I know that hasn't been the case for everybody in Q4. I know I, even today I saw some more big tech layoffs. So it's, we're going to have to continue to figure out how to position ourselves in this economy. And it's not getting any better anytime soon from what we can tell. That was a long rambly answer right off the bat. It means that you there's some substance there and it's on your something there is on your mind. So we we like a podcast host like uh long answers because you say something and it gives us something to talk more about. Um and you certainly said something there that I want to uh revisit because I think it's important but just this balance of um you know controlling the controllable or like what's inside versus outside of your control and undeniably like the economy has sucked and that's no matter what role you're in at what company, like that's something you can't control. Um, But then there's things with inside your organizations, experiments, starting new things, stopping something, starting something that might change the trajectory of your current position. How do you think about, or how are you thinking about just like that toggling back between the two, like knowing that there's things that you can control, things that you can't control. Like what's your mindset there? I think you have to be aware of the things you can't control, but ultimately like you just have to take so much ownership and accountability in what you can control. It, it would be so easy. And I just did this to a little bit. Say Q3 sucked. It was the economy, right? You know what else sucked in Q3? Our packaging and our positioning. Like it wasn't good. It wasn't like it wasn't durable for different economies. It was confusing internally. It was confusing externally. But like that's something that we can control, and we addressed very quickly in Q4. And that was a key to I would say our Q4 turnaround. So like I think it's just like you can't use the external factors as a crutch for when things aren't going well. 
I think a lot of what we have done well in Q4 is returning to the basics and just being really good at the basics. You and I talked about actually on a different podcast called Slice and Dice that we do. Check it out if you're interested. Uh, Even the, the most popular content on our platform right now is content about the basics. And I think that's, man, it is. There are so many shiny objects right now out there with all things AI, all things crypto, Web3, but in this economy, I think it's the, the people that are going to win are the people that are really good at executing the... A, you have to figure out what the basics are for your business. And then B, you have to hunker down and be really good at the basics. So we we gave you a little sneak preview that you know we're, we're here, we're recording a podcast, we're back on track. There was good news on Friday. We all celebrated remotely. It was It's a lot of fun and we've got momentum. But you know, one of the things you just shared is like one reason that you think we got back on track is is because we focused in on the fundamentals. You mentioned pricing, packaging. Is there anything specifically when you're thinking about fundamentals? Uh, I think a lot about just consistency, like just staying consistency, yeah. consistent with stuff that we have conviction around. But like, is there anything specifically that you'd like to call out in the fundamental realm that kind of led us to have such a strong core. Yeah. It's going to sound crazy to talk about some of these things because they are basics. They are fundamentals, but I think they can get lost when things aren't going well, or you're desperately searching for new things to fix that aren't going well. One, I would agree with your consistency point. We just had to put our head down and do the work and we had to do it in a efficient manner. We couldn't kick things down the road. We had to address what wasn't going well. and, And we did that very quickly. So one, I think was just doing the work. Pricing and packaging. Uh, I I've, I mentioned that even outside of the podcast and conversations with people who are like, oh, like what was the key of this core that's been so good? And I say pricing and packaging. What's funny is we didn't really change pricing. Uh, we changed packaging. And I think what it did was it made more sense of our pricing. And I, I think the lesson that I have learned from the packaging is that we didn't like add packaging. We didn't take things away. We just packaged it in a way that made sense of our value driver. So I think it was the, the packaging was as good to align our team internally around what our value is, what our offerings are, as it was to externally make sense of our value and our offerings to our prospect. I think it was just as important internally as it was externally, which I think is a little bit of a unique perspective. So one of the things I want you to comment on, because I have been thinking a lot about this and it's it's early, but I think one of the things that I've noticed is that the more intention we have around the separation of our audience types, whether it's brands or whether it's members, and being completely direct on those journeys and paths for those individuals, seems like the 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 more success we've had. And definitely want to shout out Elena for helping push us in, into this uh, next era of the Jews where we have mindfulness around this. But to me, that stands out. Like uh, we've talked about it, we've struggled with it. But like going into Q4, you know, we we had we changed our website, right? We've changed the messaging. We've the calls to action are consistent across those places where we want to s- send people. So maybe I know we've talked about our business model and how it's a little unique. But talk a little bit about your perspective there. Yeah, it's I, we, we literally have an entire podcast episode, I believe, on this about messaging to different audiences. And it is both the 
opportunity of this business um, and the fact that we have two audiences and the challenge of the business. And I think what you're referencing and just messaging to the right audience at the right time is is also just like a another function of returning to the basics and being like really ruthless in prioritization and intent behind what we're doing, being very intentional with what we're doing. Like I, we, Brett, we literally had a call or a team meeting an hour ago where we were talking about an upcoming event. And I kind of out of my own like ignorance, I had to like ask like, wait a second, let's step back. Like, who are we serving with this event and why? And then that, w- that led us down the path of, okay, where are we going to market this event? And like six months ago, three months ago, four months ago, we would have said, who cares? Let's just try to get everybody involved as much as we possibly can. We would have made an event partially for users, partially for customers, partially for prospects. We would have probably had more signups than we're going to have, but it wouldn't have made sense to anybody. I think like we have just now been more intentional and been more um, built better habits uh, around asking ourselves, who's this for? And then what channels then uh, do we serve or what audiences do we serve in different channels? And that's where we should take this message. Uh, which sometimes sucks. Like now for this event, it's like, well, man, we've got 10,000 users on our platform and we just said, we're not going to market this event to them. And it's like every marketing ounce of my body wants to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like that is just like untapped potential, but it's long-term going to probably cause more friction than it will short-term. And so it's just, uh, again, returning to the basics and making sure uh, we're being really ruthless in how we prioritize. If you didn't already, check out the episode that will have dropped on Friday with Maria Delano. We talk about less is more. And so this thread is uh, woven throughout this conversation and that one. So if you want to dig in deeper, she's doing a really great job of helping out our clients think that way. So go check that one out. What I want to hit on is like directly is the milestones and talk about those milestones that we hit last week. And I want you to maybe share them for anyone listening. But then also like you as the CEO, obviously we want to keep things rolling. Like what is your mentality? We want to celebrate these things, but obviously we want to keep it running. So like, what is your mindset when it comes to like those key business drivers that keep the lights on at the juice? So the milestones that we hit both on the user side of our business and the customer side of our business. Um, On the user side, we crossed 10,000 users on the platform, which is incredible. We get to add a digit. Um, Our goal for the quarter was to reach 9,000. We did that pretty early on in the quarter. We set a stretch goal of 10. And I was pretty skeptical, but I was happy to drive towards it. And here we are. I think we're going to end up with closer to 10,300 users uh, at the end of the day today. So just like incredible traction there. It's been an exercise on that side of the business of just um, doubling and tripling down on what is working in terms of user acquisition. Uh, So that's just been really awesome for us. And that's obviously really awesome for our customers which speaking of which, this has been our best quarter ever in terms of revenue traction, revenue retention. We have really happy customers. We are just now finishing up our monthly, we do quarterly business reviews, QBRs with all of our customers. And we try to kind of, uh, for efficiency purposes, kind of host those all within the same month. So January was one of those months. And something that our I have to give credit to Kat from our team, our CSM does is uh, she asks all of her customers at the end of those QBRs, even if they're not up for renewal, she said, if renewal was today, would you renew? Every single, I didn't join all of them, 
Uh, but every single meeting I did join, the answer was yes. Uh, so that's just like, we've got happy customers. We're seeing product market fit on that side, which is coming up in retention, revenue, attraction, revenue, traction, attraction. Uh, and then obviously the user growth as well. So been an incredible quarter. And I am now scared shitless going into the next quarter because we have to prove that it wasn't just like we just like we had to prove that Q3 was an exception and not a trend. We have to now prove that Q4 was a trend and not an exception. So, you know, the best quarter ever, when you're a growing business at our stage, your be- every quarter should be the best quarter ever. Uh, so now that is the new normal. So we have to, with the same amount of resources, we have to figure out how to surpass what we just did last quarter. Uh, and tomorrow, everything goes back to zero. Uh, when this podcast is released, hopefully we're above zero. But uh, as we're recording, everything goes back to zero. So it's it's going to be an exercise in, like I said, doubling and tripling down on what is working. And I think what's even more difficult is quitting what's not working. Um, so when we gather the team together over the next two days, Brett, you're getting a sneak peek of some of the talk track. But uh, that's where... We have to prove it now, uh, just just in the same way we proved Q3 wasn't a trend. We have to prove that Q4 was a trend. I would imagine as a part of uh, trying to uh, keep the growth going, um, one of the things you're thinking about is staying true to the fundamentals, being consistent just based on some of the things you've shared here. Is there anything else new, fresh, uh, kind of circling around in your brain when we talk? I feel like if there is a a uh, a Mount Rushmore of themes on the the, the Monday episodes. Momentum is on there at, at some uh, level, but uh, like what how what are some things you're thinking about now in terms of? And I know this is something we're going to be talking about as a team, but um, what's going on in your head right now when it comes to momentum? It's a great question. Um, I think part of our success in Q4 was around. Um, it's budget season for marketers. Um, and we were able to slide in to a lot of budgets. Um, and I think as we head into Q1, it's no longer budget season broadly. So we, now I think we have to think about how we create budget, steal budget, or, uh, maybe win budget versus competitor. And that's a little bit new to us, I think. And now that pressure is going to be more, um, acute than it was this time last year, uh, Q1 of last year. Um, so that's something we're thinking through. I think we're getting better at measuring our impact and we've got ways to do that, but it's something that's top of mind for me for sure. And then I think the other thing that's top of mind that we, we haven't talked about on this podcast, that I think is also worth mentioning is just revisiting roadmap. I think at the start of a year, start of a quarter, stopping, pausing, breaking it down and kind of rebuilding it is something I'm excited to do over the course of the next couple of days. All right, let's take this home there. If you, uh, one thing, all this juice experience that I've had, the one thing I certainly won't forget is the, the turnaround. It's almost like uh, you have a quarter when uh, your team gets like the first round draft pick. And then the, the next quarter, all of a sudden they're in the playoffs making a deep run. That's what it feels like to use a little bit of a sports analogy. But, you know, there's several, you know, founders, business leaders, I'm sure going through similar um, ebbs and flows based on your experience in these two quarters, the tale of two quarters, if you will, what's something that you think others can learn from 
our experience? What would you tell them? I've spoke to it uh, at length probably already, but just to reiterate, I think when things aren't going well, it is so easy to be, to be hunting for the solution that is something new right? Well, what we're doing isn't working. So we got to go try something new. And I think it's what's really uncomfortable is if things aren't going well in your business and your team and your organization is to turn inward and actually run towards the things that aren't working and break them back down. So it feels like you're almost like undoing progress, but it's just going back to the basics, right? Like, Again, what were the things that uh, we said led to our success score? Packaging and pricing, being consistent. I think um, some element of like talking and listening to customers and understanding their pain points and challenges and making it measurable in our product. Like it was, there was not like any new operational process. There wasn't any, we released new product, but there wasn't any new like aha product feature. There were good features, but nothing that like, totally turned around the business or the experience. There was no, uh, you know, new theme or new vision or anything like that. It was just like, we went back to the basics, we broke it down and we, we got better at the basics. And now I think that that is so much better. That's such a better foundation to build on top of now, where if we had ran to something new, like a new process or a new thing or new feature, it's like, okay, well, how do we find that new, new thing next quarter? Instead, now we have this foundation we can build a, build on top of. That's still going to be a challenge for sure, but um, I'm really glad we we attacked it in the way we did. Don't lose sight of the fundamentals. That is my primary takeaway from this conversation. Hopefully you all enjoyed this one and had something to take away with you. Jonathan, we will see you live tomorrow. Looking forward to the two days of planning and collaboration. Talk soon, Brett. Thank you. Living in that rough corner and then coming out on the other side, we called it the turnaround. We still got a lot of work to do, but for everyone out there who is grinding, uh, making it happen, stay consistent, have conviction around the things that are working and good luck making it happen. We'll talk to you on Friday, more Modern Day Marketer ahead.